Hello, thanks for listening to the Holiness Preaching Online podcast. We appreciate you for your support. If you would like to donate to our podcast ministry, you can do so by sending your donations through PayPal by searching for our PayPal account. Our username is HPO Ministries. We thank you for your giving. Now, here's an advertisement from one of our friends of our podcast. God bless. When war broke out in Europe in July 1914, President Woodrow Wilson was adamant America remained neutral. He proclaimed a national day of prayer on October 4, calling Americans to pray for the end of hostilities. By April 2, 1917, Wilson's message had changed. Inside the White House, President Woodrow Wilson conferred with advisors and signed the proclamation of war against Germany. Citing the world must be made safe for democracy. That year, the American Bible Society distributed one million New Testaments to America's armed forces. Each included a typewritten message signed by President Woodrow Wilson. The Bible is the word of life. He also urged the reading of the Bible, not just little snatches, but long paragraphs that will really be the road to the heart of it. Brought to you by Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C. Hello, welcome to the Holiness Preaching Online Podcast. Grab your Bible and listen to God's voice through our anointed Pentecostal holiness ministers as they deliver the burning message on their hearts. Thank you for your support. from Matthew 24 for just I'll try to try to be brief tonight if the Lord would help me (laughs) amen sometimes if people help me I I preach faster do you know that sometimes (laughs) so I don't want to I don't want to stand up here and act like I'm bribing you or nothing but so but anyway Matthew chapter 24 He said, and Jesus went out and departed from the temple and his disciples came to him and and to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, see ye not all these things. Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he said upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately saying, tell us, When shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, 
kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. And all these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. I want to go back to verse 6. I read to you a lot of the context. I'm not going to get into all of Matthew 24. But I want you to notice in verse 6 it says, And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled. And I like to preach just a little while here tonight on not troubled about the end time. Amen. If you stretch your hand this way and just ask God to help me and fill my mouth with what I need to say and and help me to preach what I need to preach. Heavenly Father, I do come to you in Jesus' name. These people are such a good group of people. I thank you for every blessing they have been to me down through the years. Thank you for the offering that you gave through them to me, Lord. And I appreciate how that you have blessed this service already. Now, if you would help me in some way to add and not take away, I'd sure appreciate that. Bless me to say what I need to say and then not to say anymore. God bless and move in the remainder of this service in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. When you look at Matthew chapter 24, amen, Jesus is answering three questions and I think they have to do about when the destruction of the temple is is gonna happen. Amen. What's the sign of his coming and of the end of the world? So you've got to divide up all of that into Matthew 24, Luke 21, and Mark 13 if you want to study those out. Amen. But in all of these signs that Jesus starts giving, you know there's there's pestilence, and I think we know what that is, and there's deceivableness, there's false antichrist, and I think that we can see that that's on the horizon as well. We can also understand that there's great destruction and, and, and all kinds of stuff, wars and rumors of wars, and, and all of this is going around in, in everything around what I just read to you, but Jesus inserts to a group of people that I'm preaching to, see that you be not troubled. Evidently, uh, even though we can all testify that we believe we're in the last days and the end time is upon us and we do indeed have a lot of the signs that Matthew 24 speaks of that, that lets us know that we're getting very close to it. Just as Jesus talked about it being the beginning of sorrows, that was a term that they used about the birth pangs that a woman would go into when she's about to have a baby. Hey Amen, you know when those birth pains start, hey Amen, uh, they they may be far apart then they get closer together and more severe until the baby comes well all of these signs are just the beginning of the birth pangs but we do know the more severe they become and the closer together they become amen there's there's other things that's coming on 
But Jesus said, I just want to tell you, you don't need to get to the place where your love is less than what it should be because when iniquity abounds, the love of many is going to wax cold. That word iniquity actually means lawlessness. Who would have ever thought we'd have lived in a society that wanted to defund the police? Amen, but we're living in a lawless society. Amen, where lawbreakers are heroes and heroes are put down some way. But I'll tell you, I appreciate every police officer. God bless you. I believe I'm, I'm in a group of people that appreciates law enforcement. Let's give them a hand. There's some fellows up here wanting to give them a hand. Yeah, we appreciate law enforcement. But because lawlessness abounds, the love of many wax cold. And the problem is that can happen to the church where that our love for God gets a little lukewarm and our love for each other and maybe even our confidence and love for sinners can get a little bit lukewarm as well. Be careful about all the things you see that are so lawless and evil that it doesn't affect your love for God and love for one another. But he he also wanted to make it clear, amen, that for the true child of God, the end time is not a time to be discouraged. Amen, yes, there's gonna be trouble all around you, but it does not have to get inside of you. Amen, even though he admitted there's gonna be earthquakes, wars, rumors of wars, and all this other stuff, a lot of trouble in the world. Amen, see that ye be not troubled. Folks, I'll tell you what, it'll be a testimony to the people in the last day if there's a church that's got such confidence and faith in God that they're not troubled about all the trouble that's going on in this world and it's not because we've got our head in the sand, it's because we got a God in heaven, amen, that's on the throne and he is in charge, hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, I don't think we need to be troubled about the news. Did you notice that Jesus told us to be careful about the news? You shall hear of wars. That's real. And rumors. That's fake news. Jesus, hey, Jesus predicted fake news back a long time ago, folks. Amen. So you got to be careful about Fox News, CNN, and all these others. Sometimes all they are is gossips. Amen. They're just telling world gossip, not world news. But if you're not careful, you can get to listening to the wars and rumors of wars until all of a sudden you're upset. In fact, you can get to paying so much attention to the news and not enough attention to the Bible and not enough attention to what the Spirit of God's doing, you can get discouraged. When John the Baptist was in prison, he stood before Herod every once in a while and preached his one message, it's not lawful for thee to have thy brother's wife. Amen, yeah. That's the one message he had, seemed like. Amen, he couldn't say, I don't know who this is for. Amen, don't, I mean, listen, sometimes if a preacher knows it's still God's will for him to preach it. 
Amen. I could stop there, but I ain't got time. But I just want to tell you, he was preaching his one message to that one man and eventually lost his head. But in between that, when he's in prison, all he could hear was Herod's news network. That's all he could hear. All he could see was prison walls, rats running across the floor, bad food. Amen. A terrible place. No no way to sleep. No rest. And he lost sight of something. And so he calls his disciples. And he said, hey man, go ask Jesus if he's the one or do we look for another? Amen. It seemed as though his mountain of hope had iced over with doubt. The babbling brook of joy that ran through his soul just a few months ago had frozen over. Amen. And here it was in that iciness of all he heard about was what Herod was doing and how powerful Herod was and how evil all the other prisoners were. Go ask Jesus. And so Jesus, when he gets these disciples Amen. He says, sit down here. I want you to look at something. And he lays his hand on a blind man and he sees. Amen. Takes a hold of a lame man and he jumps and leaps. Amen. He gets to preaching the gospel to poor, deprived people. Amen. He said, now, you saw all that going on? He said, go tell John again. Go show him again. Amen. So they came back and John said, hey, did Jesus answer my question? Well, not exactly. Amen. You asked him my question. Yes. Are you he that we look for? Yeah, we asked him that. Amen. But he didn't say yes or no. He said, just watch what I'm doing. Listen what I'm saying. And they got to telling him about the lame man jumping around and the blind man seeing and, and the poor people repenting. Amen. And all of a sudden, the mountain of hope started thawing out. Amen. That babbling brook of joy began to run again. Amen. And John said, Woo! Amen. I've been tuning in to the wrong news network. Amen. The devil's been telling me all the stuff he's doing and I forgot about what Jesus is doing. Amen. I, I had to be reminded that Jesus was still working even if I was in prison, even if Herod's on the throne. Amen. Jesus was still casting out devils and it changed everything. Listen, child of God, you can't pay attention to what what the devil's doing all the time without it depressing you. And I want to tell you, God's still saving. God's still sanctifying. God's still baptizing in the Holy Ghost. God is still healing. Jesus is still on the throne and the devil's still a defeated foe because of the cross and the resurrection of the Lord. Some of y'all need to change the channel in your mind. Glory to God. You don't have to be troubled by the news. Amen. You just need to pay attention to God's good news. Amen. Secondly, amen, I'm not troubled by the spirit of Antichrist. Amen. Now listen, I'm not saying it doesn't bother me. Amen. I don't like it when people are deceived and evil stuff's going on. That's not what I'm saying. But... If you think that I'm going to stand around and say, well, the power 
of the Antichrist is so powerful that we're not even going to have a church here in a little while. Amen. Let me tell you something. Even though the power of the Antichrist and the spirit of the Antichrist is great right now, amen, where sin abounds, grace doth much more abound. I had a young preacher point out to me, you know, we talk about the great falling away. And he said, you know, the Bible doesn't call it the great falling away. It just calls it a falling away. We put great in there. Or maybe the devil put great in there as though it's irresistible or something. And I'll tell you, I refuse to participate in the great, well, in the falling away. Amen, I refuse to participate in it. But I will tell you this. Peter said, in the last days, saith, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. I refuse to participate in backsliding, apostasy, false doctrine, but I am wide open to an outpouring of the Holy Ghost in the last day. And some say, well, I was done away with. You know, as though God buried the Holy Ghost when the last apostle died. Amen. When they put John the Revelator in a pine box in the grave, they buried the Holy Ghost as well. I ain't got time, but I could prove that all wrong, I believe. Amen. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and I can't remember exactly where it starts, but it says, I thank my God, amen, upon your behalf so that you're behind in no utterance or knowledge. It's talking about the gifts of the Spirit there. You go on down, I think it's in verse nine, and he said, so that you come behind in no gift. Talking about the gift of the Spirit, so that you come behind in no gift. Waiting! Waiting for what? Waiting for God to take the gifts of the Spirit out of this world? waiting for the Holy Ghost to be removed, waiting for John the Revelator to die so nobody can speak in tongues or pray for the sick anymore. Amen. Waiting for the coming of the Lord. As far as I'm concerned, the gifts of the Spirit are here for the church until Jesus comes. And I won't need to speak in tongues in heaven. Amen. I won't need prophecy in heaven. Glory to God, I won't need to be healed in heaven. I won't need a miracle in heaven. This is what I want to tell you, and I'm trying to hurry here, but if you're troubled by the spirit of apostasy and, and, and all of this that's going on right now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be burdened about it, but there is, if I could say it, a difference between being burdened and troubled. I think we ought to be concerned about things, but not troubled and not worried about things. There's a difference between being concerned, amen, about our loved ones and stuff, amen, and having a troubling spirit that destroys our faith. 
Amen. So listen, we got to believe that just as sure as there's an antichrist coming and just as sure as there's apostasy and false prophets and just as sure as there's wars and rumors of wars, there's an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Every church, you believe you're in the last days? Y'all believe you're in the last days? Well, I'll tell you what, every church service, you ought to be looking for the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Every time you pray, you ought to be expecting the power of the Holy Ghost come on you to help you to pray. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to my final point here. Amen. Not troubled about the end time because you know what it means when we see all these signs? Jesus is coming again. Glory to God. One fella said, you know what, what it means when you go into Walmart and they're putting up Christmas trees and Christmas decorations and stuff? Amen. They say Christmas is coming. He said, no, Thanksgiving's coming. They keep on moving it earlier. Maybe the 4th of July is coming. I don't know. See, when you see these signs, you're not supposed to be looking for the Antichrist. You're supposed to be looking for Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you what, if you can stand before Jesus in a moment in a twinkling of an eye, if you're ready for him, you're ready for anything. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. John the Revelator saw the beast. Amen. He saw demons come out of the pit. He saw all kinds of stuff that when I read it when I was young, it, was, it scared me to death. But there's something more fearful than the beast and demons coming out of the pit because John never fell on his face before them. But when he saw Jesus in his glory, he fell on his face as a dead man and Jesus had to get him up. Folks, I'll tell you what, it's gonna be an awesome thing to stand before Jesus and when you've got a right opinion about the Lord, high and lifted up, you know that if you're gonna stand before him any moment of time, hey man, you gotta be ready. You gotta be holy, washed in the blood of Jesus. Hey man, ready. I don't wanna take a chance with my soul. Cause in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, I may step from here to glory. Amen. Well, in 1 Thessalonians 4, Brother Tony quoted that real good, and I probably can't because sometimes I can quote scripture I've never memorized while I'm preaching. I get anointed, and I never memorized it, but God brings it to me. And sometimes scripture I memorize, I don't know where it goes. I think I'm still anointed some way, but... Amen. Amen. I'll tell you, it says, this I say by the word 
of the Lord, not by fairy tale, didn't make this up. It's not something I invented. It's by the word of the Lord. Yeah, don't be troubled. You know, somebody was telling the Thessalonians somehow that the dead in Christ was not gonna be able to make it in the coming of the Lord some way. And Paul had to straighten this out. He said, I, I, I wouldn't have you ignorant, brethren, concern, I wouldn't have you ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep as those that have no... Oh, wait a second. You mean we got hope in the end time? Uh, <laughs> hey Amen. You, you mean there's hope in the end time? Yes, there is. Hey Amen. For if we believe that Jesus rose from the dead, I want to ask you, y'all believe that? Y'all believe Jesus rose from the dead? Hallelujah, if you believe Jesus rose from the dead, amen, we, we might need to change that to since we believe that Jesus rose from the dead, we shall not prevent them which are asleep. But when that shout and when that trumpet, they're gonna get up first. Amen, glory be to God. Amen, sister, sister Joanne's gonna be waiting. It says, and then we, which are alive and remain, shall be caught up, what, what? Together with, somebody said, am I gonna know my loved ones over there? Amen, that old preacher, he said, friend, do you think you're gonna be dumber there than you are here? Amen, if you know them here, don't you think you're gonna know them there? Glory to God, and Paul was saying, listen, don't you lose your hope. Those that have died in Christ, that mama that died, that daddy that died, that husband, that wife, I'm just gonna tell you, there's gonna be a family reunion one of these days, and it could be in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. Amen, Brother Junior Johnson's gonna get up. Amen, the Doggets are gonna get up. Amen, the Bakers. Glory be to Jesus. And we're gonna be together with them. Woo! And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore? Comfort one another with these words. Oh, don't be troubled. If you're living close to the coming of the Lord, you've got hope. Amen. We sorrow, yes, but not as others that have no hope. Amen. Glory, we got hope and sorrow at the same time. Here I go back to my message last night. As, as sorrowful and yet always rejoicing. Sorrowful and full of hope at the same time. Sorrowful and comforted at the same time. Glory to God. Amen. Whew. And so we're gonna stream through the skies. We're gonna be changed in the moment in a twinkling of an eye at the last trump. Now listen, I'm, I'm gonna close here just a moment. Amen. Now you know the difference between a moment and a minute though, don't you? A moment is a certain amount of time undefined, but a minute is 60 seconds. So 
in a moment I'm going to close here. Glory to God. Amen. I'm trying to hurry. Amen. When that last trumpet sounds, they, I, I read a deal that said that that last trumpet in the Greek was a, was a military term. Amen. Back in those days, they would command their troops certain formations and stuff. They had, they had trumpet sounds that meant, you know, it's time to stop and camp. Had trumpet sounds about charge and into the, into the enemy. A trumpet sound about retreat. Amen. But they also had a trumpet sound about Oh, glory to God. Get all packed up. It's time to move out. Now, if I was in that military tent or whatever, however they were staying, and, oh, God, help me. And that trumpet sounded, and I knew I was just going from one battle to another battle. I might not be that excited about packing up my stuff and my tent and stuff. I just do it out of obedience. But if the trumpet sounded and I knew I was going home, woo, hallelujah, I'm telling you, that'd be a whole different story right there. You talk about a joy in my soul. And I'll tell you, the gospel trumpet is sounding saying, get ready, get ready, sinner. If anybody ought to be troubled about being backslid, you ought to be troubled. You need to get ready. But we're listening not for necessarily that. The church is ready for that trumpet that says we're going home. Well, amen, I, I read there where Jesus' garments, and it, you know, when he's on the Mount of Transfiguration, his face shone. Oh, glory. Help me, Lord. And his garments were glistering. That meant white like lightning. Glistering. White like lightning. <laughs> glory. Hallelujah. In 1 John 3, it says, we shall see him and we, we, we'll be like him because we'll see him as he is. Now listen, I'd love to see him as he was. I'd love to have a vision right now if, if I could see him walking on the water, coming out of the tomb, or feeding the 5,000. I'd love to have seen that. But even though I may not ever see him as he was, I can see him as he is. And not only that, the Bible says we're gonna be changed into his likeness. Now, I guess uh, we got a glimpse of him in Revelation 1, but also the Mount of Transfiguration seemed to show that glory that was inside of Jesus bursting on the outside. And if he looked white like lightning, in my imagination here all of a sudden, amen, I see a brilliant lightning streak coming through the heavens. And then all of a sudden out of the graveyard, Instead of lightning coming from heaven to earth, all of a sudden a bunch of lightning bolts coming up from the ground. Amen. And maybe a church service like this, a group of lightning bolts going up and the lightning from the earth meets with the lightning from the heavens. Hallelujah. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Amen. Let's
Christ and we're gonna be like him. We're gonna shine with his glory. When Moses came down from the mount, he was just 40 days up there. He had been in a rock, hidden, and saw the glory of God through a rock. And you imagine what the church is gonna look like after a million gazillion years. Amen, in the presence of the Lord. I'll tell you, amen, I'm not troubled about the end time. I'm looking up. Amen, things are gonna change. Glory to God. You're gonna get over your arthritis real quick. You're gonna get over your troubles and trials real quick. Could we all stand? Glory to God. Oh, yes. Not troubled about the end time. There's excitement about the last days. Amen. Turn your news into God's news network. Amen. Expect a move of the Holy Ghost. Look up for Jesus is coming and there's a family reunion on the way. Oh, instead of troubled, we ought to have hope and comfort. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say one more thing here and I'll bring us into the altar. Jesus said in John 14, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Behold, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. And if I go away, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That sounds like the end time church right there. And what did he say to the end time church? Let not your heart be Believe, glory to God. I'll tell you, I'd like for y'all to just rejoice and feel the peace of God in your soul about living in the end time, feel an excitement about the move of the Holy Ghost, feel a blessedness about being in the generation that Jesus could come. There may be a sinner here. There may be someone here that's not ready because even though the message to the church is let not your heart be troubled, I'll just tell you the truth. There's never been a good time to be lost. But I think this is the worst time to be lost that anybody could be lost. And if you're not saved, I sure want you to get right with God because just as sure as Jesus went away, he's coming back again. Amen. Amen. Could we all raise our hands and thank God for his goodness to us? Hallelujah. If you'd like to come around this altar and seek the Lord, then please come. If you're lost, we'd sure like to pray with you. If you'd like to rejoice and be comforted in the blessed hope, come on up here and let's give our hearts to the Lord. Let's. Hi, thank you for listening to the Holiness Preaching Online Podcast. We hope this sermon encouraged you. 
If you would like to send us audio sermons to be played on the podcast or put on our website, please contact us. You can send us an email at hpoministries at gmail.com. Please tell your friends and family about our podcast. Also, leave us a review on Apple or Spotify. Once again, thanks for your support. May God richly bless you.